This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. This is Tim Reed, Vice President, General Manager of the X Games. Uh, I have him on the phone now. He's been kind enough to give us some time to talk about uh, his marketing wisdom. One of the big things that's important is kind of like huge right now, Tim, is this notion of, and it's been for a while, experiential marketing. Uh, Can you talk about how in the events themselves – you know, without getting into the numbers per se, but you know, how do you make sure that the events are profitable enough and that the things that are going on in terms of creating the experiences for the athletes and also the fans is working yeah. the right way that you that you envision it to work? Yeah, you know, it's 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 honestly also another big component is that uh, is our sponsors. Mm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, we work really closely with a lot of our sponsors, whether it's Monster or Harley Davidson or uh, you know Wendy's, like, and so we mm. end up. Yeah, we end up creating a, you know, what we call is our X-Fest. And so uh, as part of, like, the festival and experiential uh-huh. um, expectations at the event, we also have, you know, multiple days of concerts. So we create, you know, oh, what we think of as, like, you know, essentially like a youth festival. And gotcha. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's this expectation that when our fans show up on site, there's going to be, you know, fun things for really a lot, like a lot of different interactive elements, a lot of fun things to do, a lot of great experiences to take in in addition to being delivered like world-class amazing sport content uh, along with you know musicians and also you know a lot of art ex- you know art exhibits we do a bunch of different film we mm-hmm. do photography and so really trying to wrap all of these um, lifestyle elements that are you know really pretty prevalent within the action sports community um, they're pretty vibrant and bringing those elements out as the overall you know experience in the event so yeah so between like you know, making sure the sponsors, the fans, and all of the athletes are having a great time. You know, that's usually what we're trying to deliver on to make sure the event's uh, world-class. And so the events themselves, but this is something that as you grow it out, how do you understand or how do you define what are the key things that you want to include in these experiences, Tim, that are going to have the most impact? I would assume that when it first started in, in, uh, in 1997, when you first joined, it was very focused on the extreme sports stuff themselves. Yeah. But now it's like it's a full-on, I love this analysis that you're telling us about, Tim, full-on festival, yeah. a full 360 of experiences for lots of different types of folks to be interested. Interested in so so how do you as you as you expand that out uh, into the future how do you figure out what kinds of different types of activities you want to include in those in that portfolio of those events yeah so we looked at I mean we actually used a re, we did a, a few different research projects where we looked at the, the target audience which for us is you know it's pretty much between twelve and thirty four and we looked at you know kind of who's fans of action sports what are their main affinities mm-hmm, what are they mm-hmm. over in it so we tried to make sure in, at some point we were grounded with some research to make sure we weren't just totally off but then it's also just a feel for like you know I'm part of this culture we're all part of the culture who work on it and you know just having a sense that like you know music um, certain types of music like mm-hmm. resonate with this audience mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you know also the you know the film the photography the art you know all of these different um, kind of lifestyle elements that make sense as part of the experience so you know I'd say it's a combination of definitely making sure we're on point with the research but also mm-hmm. uh, you know just being aware of what what fits from an overall brand experience. So yeah, we bring all those together and you know, ultimately that's what we try to create each year uh, when we're producing our X Games events. In terms of the sports events, we have a an email question from Sam 
from Atlanta, and he asks, wants to know, he's an avid skydiver, apparently, yeah. and wants to know why skydiving is no longer part of the events. And yeah. I mean, get your thoughts on that. So he probably remembers there was something called sky surfing, which mm-hmm. was pretty, pretty remarkable uh, in some of the early years where it was all, uh, there was tandem jumpers out of, uh, you know, out of the planes, and one would film, one would essentially had like a, what looked like a snowboard on his, mm-hmm. on his body and mm-hmm. they would film each other and do tricks and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say like stuff like that, like skydiving, street luge, like at some point throughout the evolution, like we just make, you know, essentially decisions as to what we should and shouldn't be doing. And those are, you know, there's different factors that go into this. So like skydiving as an example, like, you know, that's an, that's an event that had to be done at a venue that wasn't oh. typically where everything else was. I only know because I used to actually be like one of the producers on that venue. So we, oh, we'd have to go out to like an airfield, mm-hmm. not anywhere near. So, you know, at some points throughout the evolution, like things, you know, we wanted to make sure that all the, you know, in some ways the events were together, similar venues and, you know, just making sure that they were all part of where the one location was. Gotcha. So gotcha. There's, there's a variety of reasons and, you know, different factors go into making those. But you'll you see it throughout the evolution of the X Games where, you know, things come and go, and we try to just make sure we're keeping it fresh as we can. And that keeping it fresh as you can, Tim, it sounds as though a big part of that is your team being able to do the analysis piece and actually surveying these folks in the community and kind of what are they what are they looking for, what are the things that get them super excited. Take us through that yeah. that kind of more analytical side of things. Yeah, I think there's a, like a good example we just did this past event in Aspen, we did a new event called the Knuckle Huck, which, <laughs> you know, basically was, uh, you know, we, if you look, followed stuff online, a lot of kids were just doing snowboarding and skiing tricks off of what they call the knuckle, which is like, it's not the jump part, but it's the where the flat becomes the landing. Mm. Kids are doing tricks off that. Mm-hmm. We noticed that. And oh. there's one kid, Marcus Cleveland, who was kind of like leading that charge. And we just said, hey, what would be kind of cool to just do an event focused on that it seems like kids are kind of into it we didn't know and again no one had never done it before um and then we just did one in aspen and awesome moments came out of it a lot of you know, it seemed like everyone enjoyed it really cool stuff and mm-hmm. so again the audience reaction was positive we we streamed it live on all the d- different social platforms we actually didn't distribute on tv live okay um, Interesting. but we, we yeah we, we took a different distribution approach to it and put it on tv second in some ways and so we launched it live social um, all over the world. And mm-hmm. It was great to see their reaction. And so that's one of those things where we're trying to pay attention to um, innovation or, or expression within the sports. Mm-hmm. And we take that kind of kernel or that knowledge and, you know, flip it into an event and put the production around it and see how it does. And some are, some are winners, some, some work, some better than, some better than the others. Mm-hmm. What are some, what are some of the big winners in your mind, Tim? And like, what, what, what was the kind of the causal insight that you kind of made up kind of a big aha moment for you in terms of learning that was a winner because, and that sort of led you to kind of an analysis as to, you know, additional criteria to understand what to pick for in the future. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah, it's a good question. Well, I think it. Um, I, I think in my throughout my career, anyways, is like the more it, it's the athletes who drive a lot of what the innovation is. So making sure we're mm. pretty in tune to what they want. So mm-hmm. whether it's you know clearly when like a Danny Way comes along right. and wants to build a mega ramp for the first time and Mm -hmm. it's never really been done. He's been pioneering this like, and then the audience reaction is really right. You know, the the reception is awesome to it. Like to me, those are just examples of like, 
you know, you're listening, the progression looks like it's there, and, you know, all the components can come together, and, and you end up creating something pretty special. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about how, you know, the advent of social media, Tim, has changed the approach, has augmented, has created new avenues for you and your team to be able to uh, enhance, amplify what you're doing at the X Games? Yeah, I'd say, you know, it's interesting when the smartphone came out and, mm-hmm. you know, you can see a lot of the, the trends from 08 on and the, with social media becoming so apparent. Um, and I'd say more than ever, like, or I'd say more than, you know, a lot of industries, action sports, like, you know, historically anyways, it's a visual, it's a visual based industry. A lot of it comes from photography and film and, and so, and, uh, you know, social media in a lot of ways is mm-hmm. perfect uh-huh. for, uh, mm-hmm for the industry itself. So it's really allowed a lot of independent producers, content producers, athletes to generate awesome clips. And so there's tons and tons of content. And so for us, you know, I think we've been trying to be aggressive too with it where, you know, we, we try to program our channels and, and we try to work with influencers and, and mm. the athletes to mm-hmm. produce as much as we can, you know, day in and day out. Um, and just make sure we're, we're producing the right content for the right platform. But, um, yeah, I think it's been great. I mean, it's been clearly like where a lot of consumption's uh, been happening, and so we just, you know, we just try to make sure we're aware, especially in the younger audiences, that's where you know they are consuming, and so we want to be as active as we can. Mm-hmm. Let me get your thoughts on. I, I love this point you bring up, Tim, because it's huge right now in marketing, and it's kind of this buzzword, this this word influencers. Um, tell us a little bit about the non-athlete influencers and how you identify those. Because I know right now in marketing is a big controversy. A lot of people are like faking this, and it's kind of like the word influencer is now yeah. almost a joke word in a sense because it's like a parody yeah. of you know these folks that are just out there with fake followers and all this kind of stuff trying to get yeah. paid to like put you know ads on their feeds. Tell us a little yeah. bit about how your thought process through you know making because it's a huge part of what you're doing in marketing is using these advocates. I don't even like the word influencers anymore. I yeah. like advocates, but yeah. tell us about that process yeah, and what just, you do. Yeah, just think of them as ambassadors, right? Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. um that that's where in this industry like we work in there's so many of them are like already naturally doing it and so we we just try to make sure we have relationships with them like you know even as much as yesterday we went out um and and did a live social session um on our x games channel with a you know pro skater deshaun jordan and so Mm -hmm. we went out shot instagram stories with them put a bunch of clips up uh you know he's active in it it's alive it's it's really fresh on the go content and you know so for us that's a lot of our strategy like we you know again we're, we just want to make sure we're active with um the athletes that are part of the x games community and mm. you know we're using our channels to showcase that and hopefully that just helps them you know it helps the platforms feel like you know they're active people are engaging with the content and that's just what we want to do more of can you give us a sense tim of the type of uh, folks that come to the X Games, the audience. Give yeah. us a sense of like the demographic. The I, I think I have a sense of the psychographic. I mean, I know this is folks that are really into either the sports themselves or like, like me. I'm so yeah. I'm chicken shit. But I just love looking at these guys and girls that can do these tricks and do this amazing stuff. And I wish I could yeah. do that stuff. So tell us a little bit about this audience in terms of what they're like. Yeah, I'd say the majority. So you know, call eighty percent usually are. You know, between the ages of eight, you know, eighteen and twenty-four. So mm-hmm. there's a big chunk of, you know, that audience that's there, and then the rest is, you know, the next big percentage is up to thirty-four, and then as you'd imagine, like the 
smaller percentage um, are the kind of the older generations. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I look at like my generation. I'm I'm 45, and mm-hmm. so we're also the first generation that grew up really with a lot of that's this. right. So like you're getting you know my kids, uh, my friends' kids, like they're the first generation that you know. That I, we have athletes now. I think I when I was doing our Aspen press conference, this is our almost our like 18th, 19th year, and every every athlete that was on the press conference <laughs> had no didn't know the x games you know they'd never been the x games that wow. wasn't in aspen gotcha. so like they're all like basically they've grown up with it their whole lives mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. obviously is very different than um the early years which you know a lot of it was explaining what the x games was and what we're doing and all that stuff mm-hmm. and so let, tell, tell us a little bit about this you know because 18 to 24 is audience a big chunk of that 80 percent tim so how do you how do you create, how do you make sure that the even the younger audiences have a pipeline into their entree into the brand? What are some of the things that you're doing to ensure that? Yeah, I, so for, from our perspective, we just like depending on where they're consuming content, we try to make sure we're active. So you know whether that's Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, all the different platforms that mm-hmm. you know a lot of the younger generations are uh, you know clearly consuming content. Like we just want to make sure we're we're producing and we're publishing our content across all those channels. So that's a, I mean, that's a big part of what we're doing day in and day out. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I think when it comes to the events, um, the music acts that we're booking, the, mm. the sports that we're highlighting, I mean, because again, keep in mind, most of the athletes are this age too. So it mm-hmm. would make sense that people who are, have affinity for it, it's a, you know, a lot of these are younger skewing sports. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of like, whether it's sports selection, music selection, just the overall experience, you know, we just want to make sure that we're catering um, all of those all those aspects to the younger demographics. This has been an exciting conversation. Tim Reed, thanks so much for coming on the show with us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Excellent, sir. I appreciate you. Listeners, you can find more about Tim at xgames.com, one word. You can also follow them on Twitter at X Games. Uh, listeners, this is going to be a podcast. If you're enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show, Marketing Matters, we air live on Sirius XM 132 every Wednesday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we replay it several times throughout the week. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.